Hey, what is going on? It is Crypto Bobby, and welcome to the Crypto Bobby podcast. Today, we have a special episode. It is a conversation with Alex Edelman, who is the CEO of Lolly. And in my opinion, Lolly is one of the more interesting companies in the cryptocurrency space because it is, is one of those companies that might actually provide a path forward for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency adoption in a really interesting and unique way. And if you didn't know what Lolly is before, we'll dive into all of that in more in the conversation with Alex. But it's a fantastic way to earn yourself a little bit of Bitcoin for doing something that you probably do on a daily basis, and that is shopping. But before we get into that interview, I want to talk to you about my friends over at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. When it's time to make a hire for your small business, naturally, you want to find the best person for the job. Odds are that person is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for your role. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role the best. And people come to LinkedIn every day to learn and advance their career. So LinkedIn actually understands what they're interested in, what they're looking for, which means that when you use LinkedIn Jobs to hire someone, to hire that, that perfect candidate, your matches are based on so much more than just their resume. And customers rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires because of this quality. And if you are looking to make that hire for your small business, you can go to post a job today at linkedin.com slash Bobby and get $50 off your first job post. Again, that's linkedin.com slash Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Let's hop into the interview. Yeah. First of all, uh, thanks for being a user. Um, so we uh, it's a pretty simple model. Uh, we partner with merchants and the merchants pay us when our users shop their sites. And then we split that commission uh, with our users, uh, sending Bitcoin to their Lolly wallets. Awesome. So I think one of the, I guess, things that it's somewhat familiar with, and I think you even had some experience working there, working with that company was was Ebates. It's kind of like the Bitcoin version of, of Ebates for those that are familiar with that. Right. So, uh, yeah, so Bitcoin, are, um, so Ebates is sort of one of the oldest companies in the space. Uh, they've been around for, I think, about 20 years now, uh, early, early internet company, um, like pre.com. And uh, my, my team and I, the same team from Lolly, uh, created a company about seven years ago called Cosmic. And what Cosmic did is we built this e-commerce gateway that let retailers sell their products anywhere and people buy anywhere in different channels. Uh, so um, we went through two acquisitions, but in our second acquisition, uh, Ebates came along and acquired us. So uh, we worked there for a year, learned a lot of their roadmap, how it, how it works, and thought that um, Ebates is an incredible company for distributing cash to people for free. And we thought, well, why couldn't we do this with Bitcoin? So um, yeah, basically rebuilt a lot of the core components um, of Ebates, uh, changed a few things uh, for security and privacy that I, I don't think um, everybody in, in that sort of space thinks about, uh, but people in the Bitcoin space demand. Um, and then, yeah, we launched it. It's called Lolly, and, and uh, yeah, we're rolling. Awesome. And so for, for people that aren't familiar with it, I know I gave like a, a, a tiny little bit of a, of a background. How do you use Lolly? Like what is, what's kind of the, the main premise of, of somebody who's not familiar with it at all would go through to start using Lolly and then end up with, with Bitcoin? Um, so the, the way that you start is you go to lolly.com, L-O-L-L-I.com, and you download the Chrome, Safari, um, we're about to launch Firefox extension. And uh, this extension like lives in your browser. And what it's essentially doing is 
uh, when we have over 750 merchants on the platform and when it goes to a merchant site, it identifies, it crosses, it says, this is a merchant partner. Uh, we are going to make sure that this partner knows that this shopper in this shopper ID is shopping on the site. Um, when that sort of uh, connection activates, um, what we do is uh, the, the retailer tracks that and makes sure that, that you get credit for it, that Lolly gets credit for it. And then we um, then, uh, so you just shop as you normally would. It was really, uh, it's very simple. You uh, activate the extension when you wind up on Walmart, on Jed, on Priceline, and, uh, and then you purchase as you normally would. Uh, what we're doing in the background is we get this uh, report saying um, that this uh, uh, activation occurred, and then we pair it with, with your uh, user account, and then we reward you in Bitcoin. And one of the, I think one of the interesting things about it for me is like, it's not outside of the like typical kind of outside of just having to download the Chrome extension. It's not, there's no, there's nothing really different about the shopping experience. Like you're not even paying in crypto, you're not paying in Bitcoin or anything like that. So there's no element of friction from there. You're still paying with a credit card or debit card or whatever it might be. Uh, so I think that's pretty interesting just from like a, a user perspective. Um, but when you, I guess, look at like why people should use Lolly. I think when, when people traditionally think about like Bitcoin, the two ways to acquire Bitcoin, you have mining Bitcoin, which is basically out of the, the technical scope of most people and also the economic scope, scope of most people. They don't know what an ASIC is. They don't want to involve themselves with it and they can't afford power, yada, yada, yada. Um, then you also have the investment standpoint of actually going ahead and, and buying Bitcoin this is kind of maybe a, a new wave of like a, a third option in some respects where you're, you're kind of earning Bitcoin for just the actions that you're taking. Is that right? It, that, yeah, you nailed it. So like I, I look at the evolution of Bitcoin adoption in different phases. We clearly need miners uh, to, to um, you know, create uh, and find the Bitcoin. Um, and then the next phase is the investors. But if you look at like the investing market, uh, very few people in the world actually invest, uh, have the money to invest, uh, that sort of uh, liquidity uh, and risk um, aptitude to to invest. Uh, the next phase, I think, has to be just a bigger market. So, you know, some people have played around with tasks, like everybody, you know, takes mm -hmm. tasks, everybody, um, you know, works. And so that's one way. But then you're assigning value to it by labor. Um, we, you know, given our experience with e-commerce, uh, and, and shopping, one thing we know that's true is everybody shops. Like no matter how much money you have, how little money you have, everybody shops. And you know, I think you and I are probably on the same page and just believing that Bitcoin's very early right now yeah. and there's still a lot of upside. And, and so if you can earn $5 in cash with you know, a platform or you can earn $5 in Bitcoin, um, our thesis is that a lot of the world has been, even if you don't believe in Bitcoin, your interest has been piqued by Bitcoin. And a lot of like our users, if they're like surveying them that were not previously Bitcoiners, uh, they, they see it as like, it just, it's, it's a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like it's, it could be this hope of something more and $5 in cash is like not going to change their world. <laughs> like, but $5 in Bitcoin could potentially change their world down the road. And, and so they get really excited about that. Um, then it gets, it's our opportunity to educate them on principles because sure, everybody like sort of initially when they get into Bitcoin gets really excited by price and it is exciting. Like it's, it's like a roller coaster ride, but it, if you were investing in like a highly volatile stock, it gets a little like stressful for some people. Uh, and so I think that like for me at least, um, I, Bitcoin always sort of like the principles of Bitcoin is really what excited me. And the price was just, you know, the ups and downs and mostly ups over the last like several years, um, you know, kept me interested. 
uh, because it was so volatile. So I almost look at like price as a uh, as, as a way to capture attention. Yeah. Um, and then it's our job, which I uh, it's our job to educate people along the way. So telling people. Hey, you just earned this. There's Bitcoin. What does that mean? And like, why is it important to you? Why is self-sovereign uh, banking, self-sovereign identity, like, why is that important? So I sort of look at like the evolution of the space going into breaking down like banking functions for the consumer. You like be your own bank. Like you have to take functions of what a bank does. Uh, and one thing a bank does is like I mean, cash back. It's interest. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of different components. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, early days, but it's been good so far. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I was I was thinking about that before, like with the, uh, I, I I told some people I think on the Crypto Happy Hour I bought the three T-shirts through Bonobos I think it was like sixty or seventy bucks and then I got four I think it was four dollars and change back, but when you look at the four dollars and fifty cents, like if you were to do that through some other type of cash back system, like that's fine as cash, but having it through Bitcoin. And obviously, I have other money outside of $4.50 in Bitcoin. But if Bitcoin were to have some type of like meteoric rise again or something like that, not saying that that's the only reason that you would do this, but you know, that $4 is now maybe half off the t-shirts or obviously you could use it wherever else you want to. But it's kind of funny that I think, you know, you had mentioned that people essentially looking at it kind of like a lottery ticket of, hey, this is this is probably or this might have a chance of actually going a lot further than than cash would. But one thing that you had said that I think was uh, just kind of like interesting in general was um, you know, how I guess how the speculative kind of mania of, of Bitcoin happens. Um, do you see any correlation just between like new user signups and what happens when you know the Bitcoin market goes goes up significantly or even like the past like week or so when Bitcoin went from like four thousand dollars to five thousand dollars was there any type of like notable increase of usage on Lolly or is there any type of uh, you know more more signups that you've seen uh, yes uh, so um, <laughs> it seems like we're we're coming out hopefully coming out of uh, a bear market right yeah. now and when we launched we were in the, in like the heart of the bear market so um, I think it was good to um, launch in a bear market for one there wasn't a lot of like noise I think everything had like sort of died down and when we came out you know a along with like uh, several other like amazing companies um, I think Casa's doing like some really cool stuff uh, like you know lightning network yeah um, and and so we all sort of like I guess emerge uh, honey miners cool like all these sort of companies like emerge from this like bear market and I think we you know after talking to a few of these people in the space uh, it was sort of like a nice quiet time to just like build and get the product right yeah. And uh, really understand like who our customer was. Um, even in the early days, we were getting these sort of uh, crypto curious or Bitcoin curious like customers that would come in that would just like, I wanted Bitcoin, but I wouldn't want to invest because it's too hard. And with Lolly, you just put in your email, you start earning. It's just like so similar to other apps applications. You're really just making a choice. Do you want Bitcoin or cash? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think launching a bear market was good. Uh, we, you know, hopefully entering like a bull, a bull run or bull market. Um, we have seen an increase in usage and an increase in purchasing. Um, people sort of like, you know, a lot of people say like buy the dip, uh, and we say earn the dip. Uh, and, but it's really like the, the, one of the cool things about Lolly is something that probably people should be doing anyway with any sort of, uh, investing in a long-term asset, uh, which is sort of this like dollar cost averaging yeah. along the way. And if you're, per I mean, everybody buys stuff online. If you're purchasing the things that you need, um, you know, it's our job to bring those to you. But, uh, you know, if you're buying groceries, it's like, why not use Lolly? 
Uh, it's, you know, if you're going and traveling, like why not use Lolly? There's just about like every category we've, we've created and every single time you're like dollar cost averaging along the way, whether it goes up or down. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been nice to see sort of like a nice, uh, uptick in, in users and then uptick in, in, um, um, people actually earning. Yeah. That's, that's funny too. Like putting it to like the dollar cost averaging. Cause that's something I always like people always on the, just like on the YouTube channel generally are reaching out and like, Hey, like if I have a thousand dollars, like, what do I do with it? And I was like, I don't know. I'll put in 200 bucks today, put in 200 bucks next week or what just spread it out. So if the price of Bitcoin goes down 25% in an hour, which it definitely could, um, you know, you don't end up burning all your money. Um, but with the respective dollar cost averaging, it's almost like an, kind of like an acorns approach for anybody who's like familiar with that or some of the other applications. I think some people have tried to do with crypto as well. But like, you know, if you go and you buy a cup of coffee and it's 375 and you, it takes a, you know 25 cents and throws it into an investment account, it's kind of a similar type of approach. But it's, I think, probably a little bit more like it's just a little bit bigger because it's you know not just 25 cents. You're talking about like, I mean, in the case of a T-shirt or I mean, you have pretty pretty expensive like merchants on the platform as well. If you're looking at like buying a vacation with Priceline or you know, buying a TV on, I don't know, jet.com or whatever. But to that point, like what are some of the most popular merchants that like, I guess you've seen so far in the platform? Are there any that like people either you know, love or have just you know gotten a ton of usage from you guys? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so travel has been really big for us. Um, I think a lot of people are like traveling for work and they're using yeah. like uh, Hilton Marriott and their works paying for it and they're getting Bitcoin totally legal. It's and genius. like, yeah. And, and I remember like, um, when I was at eBay, it's like, that was a big thing. It was like a lot of people would like, would, uh, would email in or would, they would like send in these videos and they, they, that's like people just like stack cash, um, using like their work account. So, uh, Hilton Marriott's been really big for us. Uh, Priceline has been huge. Um, and then, uh, book, booking.com. Booking.com is interesting. You have to go to lolly.com, like the site yep. to, to access it. So a lot of people don't realize that we have them, but booking.com is like one of the best. I mean, you can book everywhere. They have like yeah. really good rates. Um, yeah, that's been really good for us. And then, uh, Everlane, which is one of my favorite retailers mm -hmm. and we're, you know, Everlane's unique because it's, it's such a, it caters to a young audience. So I think it shows, um, a lot of these other brands like, like, Largely, we got Gap because we got Everlane. Mm -hmm. um, people were shopping at Everlane. It's this you know transparent uh, apparel company. Uh, they're very clear with like how they price everything, what they where they make it, everything like that. And uh, Everlane was like our top um, single brand merchant, um, I think to this day. And and so we got to go to Gap and we got to say, hey, you know, there's brands that are similar to you that are attracting a younger audience um, that are you know taking your share. Um, like, do you want to come on board? Yeah. And so we've, you know, I think we've done a good job of bringing on more merchants too, uh, based on our, our, our top merchants. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other couple, uh, are like the essentials. Yeah. So, um, we have Walmart jet and overstock have been amazing. People are like stacking with, uh, groceries at jet has <laughs> been like the big thing, uh, brandless as well. So oh. essentials travel, and then like, um, a few like single brand merchants, uh, have been great. What's it like going to these retailers and talking to them a little bit about like just Bitcoin and like what you do in general and maybe is, does the conversation end up moving a little bit to Bitcoin or is it just kind of move to the, you know, the, the customers that you can bring to those people essentially? The, the latter. Um, like at first, I mean, I think a lot of these merchants, they definitely have questions about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to learn more about it. 
Um, but the simplest way to describe Bitcoin to them has just been points. Yeah. Uh, it's international points without <laughs> borders. And, uh, and it makes sense to a lot of people. They're like, uh, you know, that you can spend Bitcoin at a, at a lot of different places. You can exchange it. Uh, it's an investment, which, you know, they're, they're, they understood with something like uh, Acorns. Um, and so it's, it's not so like foreign to them, I think, as a lot of people think. We've had to do, a, I think, a, a pretty good job of like positioning it. But once you start to position it to something that they know and love, like they love points, yeah. um, then it doesn't look all too different than like a cashback program or a points program. Um, and uh, really like what they're looking for, as you said, is they're looking for a new, uh, new customers. So, you know, I, I'm pretty active on Twitter and I share a lot about the inner workings of our business. And one of the things I'm, I'm very like adamant about is like, you, if you believe in Bitcoin, you need to shop with your dollars. Mm -hmm. And if you can choose a retailer that supports Lolly, that supports Bitcoin, then it's net good for the ecosystem. Every time that they see that a customer is moving away from a competitor into them, or they have uh, what they call incremental revenue, uh, for us, it's just like, okay, well, I can shop at VRBO instead of Airbnb. They have the same listings. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go do it. Uh, Everlane instead of, you know, Retailer X. Like, Every time that you can shift your dollars over, they get excited. And then everybody should know that in the background, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm going to these retailers that are not on the platform and I'm saying you need to adopt Bitcoin because this community is active and they like they want you know people to adopt Bitcoin and they will vote with their dollars. Um, and so that's sort of been the the uh, I think the game on our end of like going to merchants, getting them on board, and then leveraging the traction to get more merchants on board. And we've, I mean, we've attracted the interest of like Amazon, of Airbnb, of all these, these massive companies uh, that do not um, probably have any business talking with us of just like how small we are in scale to an Ebates or uh, any of these other like cashback programs. Um, but our, their interest is peaked because it is this new customer base yeah. that they have never been able to identify and they want to attract. That, that makes, I think that makes a ton of sense, especially when you consider like a lot of the, like you said, the, I guess the, the people that are typically most interested in the, the age group. And even like when I look at like my YouTube analytics and things like that, like it's, it's a very, it's a very young, I would say dynamic of like between typically like between like 20 and, and 35. And maybe it's because I'm in that age as well. So you know, people I, I identify with me in that respect, but that's, that's, that's interesting to hear like that is, is driving certain things. Um, but when you, you'd mentioned a couple of the retailers that sounds like we're, we're also interested. Do you have like one most requested retailer that you guys don't offer right now that, uh, you know, that, that everybody is kind of clamoring for, or would love to see on, on Lolly? Amazon's the biggest. Yeah. Uh, we did a poll the other day and it was something crazy. It was like 90%, uh, out of all the options was Amazon. That's funny. Um, and I think that makes sense. Uh, I do find it kind of funny that, um, you know, this, it, you know, this community that we're in is all about decentralization yeah. uh, and we're all centralized around like, you know, this one organization that we think needs to provide everything for us when really like if you, if you shop with other retailers, you know, that everyone's caught up largely. Like, I mean, I, I completely switched over to jet since we launched yeah. and I haven't looked back. Like there's not, there's not a really big difference. I haven't had yeah. any customer support issues. It gets to my door in a couple of days. Like if not same day, if I really want it to. Um, but I, I, it's changing my behavior just per I'm biased, but like yeah. changing my behavior and, and what we've heard on Twitter and, and from our users and, and customer support, um, 
you don't have to like make a giant decision to change your behavior. You could just like look at a new retailer, start shopping there. And then it's, you realize like you're getting Bitcoin, like this retailer supports the Bitcoin community. It's like net good for Bitcoin. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Amazon's the biggest, we're talking with the right people there. We've, you know, back channeled like to all these mm-hmm. C-level executives through our investors and through friends uh, I've met over the last seven years being in the space. And we're definitely talking with the right people. Um, and I am confident that at some point they will adopt uh, Lolly. And I'm actually like surprised with how interested they are to be perfectly yeah. honest right now, just given, you know, how small we are. Um, but the bigger we get and the more that we shift away from Amazon, they, they take uh, notice to that. Um, if you just look at like cashback programs, Ebates is about the only cashback program that they work with outside of their own loyalty programs. Mm-hmm. So it means a lot to that they're even considering us and like asking about, you know, our information of like, you know, generalized anonymized information, of course, but like, um, how many sales are we, you know, driving away to similar partners? Um, and that like scares them a little bit, especially yeah. when it's this like rabid, like excited community that really like, like is loud and vocal. If you look at like our Twitter channel versus Ebates Twitter channel, it's just like, <laughs> they get like one, like we have yeah. like hundreds and like people get excited. They like really are, are passionate about earning Bitcoin and retailer adoption. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I, I do think it, it is interesting just like generally speaking outside of Lolly, like the, the passion of like the Bitcoin community as a whole, um, whether it's, you know, shopping and earning Bitcoin back or if it's some other type of, you know, some other type of thing. Uh, but it's just such like a passionate community that if you can like do a good job appealing to that community, like it gives you a lot of steam. And I think even like you see it with like Square's cash app and just like the way Jack Dorsey has kind of approached Bitcoin um, and kind of like advocating for it as a very public figure. So it's been kind of fun to watch that. Uh, but as you look at like the the, the Bitcoin or crypto space, uh, are, are there any companies outside of like Lolly that you look at and think, you know, they're doing like extreme, I know you mentioned before Casa uh, and Lightning, but is there anybody else that you look at that you think is just doing like some really interesting work um, that's, that's kind of fascinating you at the moment? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Cash App is like one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. Um, I think we start to look pretty similar at a certain point, mm-hmm. uh, given they're doing boosts and, and all that good stuff. Um, but it's, you know, net good for the Bitcoin ecosystem. Um, so I'm happy on that front. Um, I, yeah, I think, um, let's see. Who are my favorites? Um, a lot of these like decentralized projects that we're sort of looking to, like Wasabi Wallet, I think is amazing. Uh, you know, I, th- I think like, you know, I really like the idea of like CoinJoin, um, yep. how you can, um, and like a lot of our users are, are using that. Mm-hmm. People ask about like privacy. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, we, we just take email, but yeah. uh, when you offboard, you, you you put in your name, uh, very minimum like KYC at the end, mm-hmm. not, not really KYC, but um, when people ask about like privacy eh, a lot and um, you know, we recommend like, look, if, if, if that's a big concern of yours, you can send it to Wasabi wallet, you can do a coin join, like mix it up and then yeah. send it to another wallet. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, um, I really like, you know, what they're doing. Um, and then there's other projects too, even like outside of Bitcoin that I think we can look towards, uh, as, as being like really cool. I think MetaMask is like amazing, mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of respects of how it connects, uh, the consumer, like there's a lot. I think they need to work on, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the way it connects to websites, I, I look at Bitcoin getting to that point, uh, and that's one of our goals too. Like we want to connect the um, the actual wallet with the merchant. So mm-hmm. 
we're in a very unique position. Uh, and so we're taking sort of uh, bits of inspiration from the crypto world, a lot of inspiration from the payments world, um, sort of like that's, you know, part of the inspiration for, for Lolly was like a lot of our pain points in, in building our last company, Cosmic. And that's one of the, one of the many reasons we love Bitcoin uh, is because of all of the middlemen and like, like the mess that is the payment <laughs> industry, that is like banking industry uh, and how many, um, just like how many people are like taking a cut of the pie that probably don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, sort of like the direction I think where like Lolly goes, you know, in, in talking about that is, you know, we are at the intersection of like merchant adoption. Uh, I think we have more merchant, like actual merchant partnerships than just about anybody right now. And uh, we also have consumer wallets. And when you start to think about where does like Lolly evolve, where does Bitcoin evolve? Um, right now, I think a lot of people are looking at Lolly and Bitcoin as an investment tool. Like you're earning Bitcoin, no one has really asked to spend it. Um, but eventually, you know, once you have accumulated a lot of Bitcoin and that Bitcoin can be uh, used as expending power and you've survived a few bull and bear uh, cycles, um, you start to see like, okay, well, I, by spending it, I can make it and, uh, you know, I can get out of it or I can get in it or whatever it is. Um, we want to be at that intersection so that we can go to Walmart in a couple of years and say, hey, Walmart, we've sent you $100 million in revenue. Like we want you to accept Bitcoin and we mm -hmm. have all the customers that would want to spend Bitcoin because we have the most active retailer focused wallet. Uh, and then that, that user could buy more Bitcoin to spend it. And I look at like, like I think a lot about incentives, uh, incentive structures uh, in, in technology, uh, in pricing and in, 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 uh, you know, business models. And I think one way that like Lolly is uniquely positioned is we have the positioning to potentially beat a credit card company. We have the margins from marketing uh, that we're already, you know, we've built these deep partnerships in. And the further down the funnel we can get uh, into the margins of payments, uh, and we can go to a retailer that's spending half a billion dollars a year on credit card fees, like we could say, hey, we can remove a lot of that. We can decrease fraud. Yeah. We can decrease chargebacks. Um, that becomes like way more similar to our last company where that's what we did best um, is come in and build really deep, uh, you know, integration uh, retailer solutions. Um, and so that's what I'm, I'm really excited about in sort of the future, the next five years for, for Lolly. Yeah, it's awesome to, to hear. And that was kind of something I was I was going to ask is you know, kind of the way the way you're starting off now is. It's obviously I don't really think it's 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 been done or hasn't been done super well yet, and I, I feel like you guys have come in at a good time and have executed really well. Um, but I mean, at the at the point, it's somewhat simplistic. But looking at the way that just kind of not treating it just as as kind of like a Bitcoin cash back program, but looking at the ways that you can kind of further involve yourself in in like the payment stack is is pretty interesting. And I do think it's it's kind of smart as well, because like right now, I think a lot of people or there's always the debate of like, you know, Bitcoin is a store of value or Bitcoin is this peer to peer electronic cash that you know people can use and, and spend and things like that. And there, there are definitely issues and there are kind of arguments both ways and things like that. Um, but kind of taking this approach and allowing almost like time to you know, build up Lolly and, and kind of your company and, and the, you know, kind of the marketing and just like customer relationships and merchant relationships and then allowing you know some of the maybe core technology to develop, I think sounds like a you know really solid strategy. Um, one thing that I'm kind of curious about is I think Bitcoin traditionally and everybody always complains about it is just like the 
poor user experience for a lot of like Bitcoin and not just Bitcoin too, like crypto related products. Like the user experience, the user interface is usually trash. It's not good. Uh, a lot of people complain about it and say like, you know, the, the industry needs that. And I think even Square with their like kind of, I don't want to say nonprofit, but the, the individuals that are like working on a almost like Bitcoin pro bono basis, they have, I think they're, they're hiring like a UI or UX engineer or something like that. You guys have done a pretty good job, I think, with the user experience. What have you, I guess, have you learned anything from, from companies previously working in like the Bitcoin space that you think may have been like lacking in that? And if you try to like create any type of differentiation there with, with how you are doing things now and what you're looking to do in the future? Uh, yeah, so you know, we, we've had to make a lot of decisions about what do we do that's true to Bitcoin and what do we do that sort of uh, helps people with mass adoption. Mm -hmm. And it's this constant, you know, I talk about with other like, uh, you know, founder friends and, and, and product uh, friends. Um, and it's, it's this tough decision. Like yeah. you, you want to give everyone in the world uh, non-custodial wallets and you want to teach them about, um, you know, how to, you know, hold your keys and like proper key management. But you can't do that overnight. I just, I'm not in that camp that just believes that we should never teach people about it. And it's like, it can't be this like 50 year, you know, time frame of like educating people about, about Bitcoin. Um, you need to teach people about Bitcoin now. I mean, I didn't learn, um, you know, I, I learned with a custodial wallet and I'm like happy I did. Uh, it, it, it sets you down the rabbit hole to realize like, okay, this is what Bitcoin is. And it goes back to like what we were, I was saying earlier with principles. You, once you get your first Bitcoin, you know, you, and you see it go up and down and you see like, okay, my $5 with $10. What if I had had a hundred dollars? Like that might pique somebody's interest. Yeah. It doesn't matter what wallet that's in because then you start to think, well, a hundred dollars is a lot of money. And then you have a thousand dollars and you put more money in and then you're like a thousand dollars, a lot of money. How should I be protecting that money? Uh, who has it? Like, why is that important? Then you start to look into the security practices. You start to look in privacy mechanisms, key management systems. Um, then I get, <coughs> that's how I look at like Lolly's product evolving. But you have to start like with the custodial wallet uh, and then you can evolve from, from there. Um, so we sort of, I would say like we learned a lot from Coinbase. I think Coinbase, um, you know, has done a really great job. And, you know, there's plenty of things I could sit here and criticize them on. Yeah. They, but they were first, like, you know, they had in a lot of ways, first mover advantage, but then there's it's one of the only companies like your grandma or grandpa could potentially use when it does come to like Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. I think it's like you could, yeah, you could sit and nitpick a lot of different things for sure. But like just the plain user experience and like Coinbase itself is pretty damn good. Yeah. It's, it's hard being first. And I think like we've learned a lot about the criticisms that they've had and we've, you know, realized uh, you know, things that like on our product roadmap, uh, we've, you know, triaged certain things that we probably wouldn't have uh, triaged it because we saw the community like, you know, go yell at Coinbase <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. Like we should, probably, <laughs> yeah, we should probably think about it. So in, in a way, I think I look at us as having good second mover advantage um, by seeing like how the space has evolved already. Uh, so hopefully like, you know, it, you know, our goal would be to have the next 100 million to 500 million users uh, adopt Bitcoin through Lolly. Um, and I think we have the right tools to do that and the right incentive mechanisms for people to come in like very low friction and, and start earning when they shop. Um, and yeah, we've learned a lot from, from other companies in space. Awesome. And, you know, just looking at what we've covered so far, is there anything maybe that I didn't ask that you want to, you know, tell people about or anything about Lolly that we didn't cover at all? 
Uh, no, this has been, this has been great. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I always love like bragging on my team. I think my team's <laughs> incredible. Uh, but I'm, I'm building it with like ahead of eight of us, uh, awesome. se- seven of seven of us built uh, cosmic together. So, uh, we have an awesome team. Um, we're growing pretty fast. So, um, yeah, we are going to be bringing on more people, um, both on like customer support. Um, I'm proud of like our customer support team and, um, basically, uh, that, you know, you, you talked about what have we learned from companies? And I think a lot of people, um, would say like, yes, we've learned a lot about like from, about privacy. We've learned a lot about like how to handle, um, you know, certain, uh, like non-custodial versus custodial, like technology, mm-hmm. uh, uh, storage, all this good stuff. Um, but one big thing that we've definitely learned is that a lot of the first, the first wave of crypto companies didn't really scale up customer support. Um, and I think they suffered because of that. There's yeah. still bad blood. If, if you've ever lost any amount of Bitcoin, like you forever distrust this company. Yeah. Um, and, and so we've had to have really good customer support. We've, I, I, I'm very proud of, like, I'm very proud of our whole team, but customer support, like if you have any issue, like for instance, if you didn't get your Bitcoin for whatever reason, if you had like an ad blocker and it blocked your, you know, um, mm-hmm. your cookie and Bonobos didn't give you your, your money, you reach out to our support team. We, we like go talk to Bonobos. We're like, Hey, like, you know, this is uh, an issue. Uh, and we solve it really quickly. That's awesome. And I think you have to do that from the beginning with any company, but especially in the Bitcoin with a Bitcoin company, you can't compromise customer experience. Uh, and you more so when there's like this almost like uh, like magnifying glass on you. Like you, we have to be better than any consumer fiat company. You you have to like position Bitcoin as being this like safe, incredible experience, like beautiful thing. And you can't do that if you're like having this shitty time, like you know talking to customer support and they don't get back to you for a month. Like I'm I'm really excited for like sort of building that team out. Yeah. Um, that's been really fun. Yeah. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even think of that, but like, well, I'm glad you didn't I mean, have any customer support issues, yeah, <laughs> so. especially in like 2017. <laughs> but even like now I just remember like seeing the threads on Twitter and a lot of it was exchanges, but also other places as well. But when there's like, you know, real money involved, the real Bitcoin involved and people are getting locked out or whatever it might be. And there's just been so many issues with, with customer support and then scaling customer support when things really went haywire, but taking that approach from day one. Is super smart because I feel like having a measured, you know, measured understanding of of what it takes and and things there is. It seemed like there were a lot of of companies that had no customer support whatsoever, and then Bitcoin blew up and went crazy, and they hired a ton of customer support, and then like three months later, they're laying off a ton of customer support as well. So they just like didn't seem to have a handle on it. So like taking that like from where you guys started to like growing gradually with that, it seems like a real measured approach, which is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of learnings from Ebates. Uh, yeah. Ebates has a, uh, really flexible customer support team in like Wisconsin and it, 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 it around the holidays, it, it will like triple just, and so it's like, you have to scale yeah. up and down, uh, it's its own beast. Um, but I think it's very important for the Bitcoin space to, to think about that early days. Yeah, for sure. And for anybody who is, you know, watching this at this point in time, one of the things that, um, I will do is I will put together a, uh, kind of like a tutorial video so you could see that as well. But if you want to, I'll have links below in the description uh, to uh, Alex's Twitter as well as to Lolly with my ref link, of course. Uh, so we'll have that. Um, so if you want to check it out, uh, definitely feel free to utilize the links below. Uh, but really, really appreciate your time. And uh, it was great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot.